Talk Recorded live. Ezekiel, the prophet of God. We have a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua. We're going through the book of Ezekiel, and I can tell you that the things that God has been showing me as I'm doing these studies is amazing. I never looked at Ezekiel this way before, and I don't think anybody that I've ever um, heard has seen the things that God is showing us about Ezekiel. Ezekiel is very important to understand from the perspective God is teaching us. Yes, Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and we know from the last study that Ezekiel was taken captive. He went along with the priest. He was with and a part of and not the servant of God, meaning that he went against the real servant of God, yet he was the priest of God. So it wasn't like he was, you know, didn't believe in God or any of that. We also know that he did not turn his back on God, but ultimately did what God had instructed them to do, which was, of course, that Jeremiah had said when they were taken captive, look, you're going to be there a while. Live your life. Build houses. Get married. Have families have your children get married, build their houses, and so on and so forth. And that is what they did. We learned last time Ezekiel is an example of Smyrna. Yes. Will God use Smyrna like believers during the captivity? Yes, of course he will. Schmerner-like believers, because they're different than Philadelphia-like believers. I want us to read, first of all, Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 3. A lot of stuff in this one little verse. The word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzai, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chibar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. So Ezekiel received words from Yahweh. Ezekiel was a priest during the captivity, so he had become a priest. Ezekiel was in the land of his captors. Ezekiel wasn't in a prison camp or in chains as a captive. He was free to live his life. Ezekiel had gone to the river Chibar. And interestingly enough, the word Chibar means it's been there a long time. A message from God. You'll be there a while, in other words. Now, the hand of Yahweh in Exodus 9.3, Exodus 16.3, 1 
Deuteronomy 2.15, Joshua 4.24, Joshua 22.31, Judges 2.15, Ruth 1.13, 1 Samuel 5.6. All those passages talk about the hand of Yahweh. And in those cases, and many others, you have the hand of Yahweh against you. So yes, God can work against you, which is what every single one of those places was. I want to go to a couple of them. I've given you the list. Go take a look. It's very interesting. Just a side study for you. But let's go to Exodus chapter 9. Exodus chapter 9, and let's see what's going on here. Then the Lord said unto Moses, verse 1, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that I may serve, that, that they may serve me. For if thou refuse to let them go, and wilt hold them still, Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thy cattle, which is in the field, upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep. There shall be a very grievous moraine. So the hand of the Lord was going to be against his animals if they didn't Pharaoh didn't do what Moses had instructed. So see, the what God is saying is that he controls everything. And if you don't do what you're told to do, then you're going to have consequences. Let's go to Joshua chapter 22. Joshua chapter 22. That, of course, is after Moses died and Joshua, who is an example of Jesus, because it's the same name. Joshua is just the Hebrew name for Jesus or Yahshua, was in control of the children of Israel and he was bringing them into the promised land. So, Joshua 22, let's take a look. And it's in verse 31. 2231. It says, And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, said unto the children of Reuben, and to the children of Gad, and to the children of Manasseh, This day we perceive that the Lord is among us, because ye have not committed this trespass against the Lord. Now ye have delivered the children of Israel out of the hand of the Lord. So you see, we see there that um, there was a possibility that they were going to be in trouble. But we find out that, nope, God is okay. So you see, let's go back to Ezekiel now. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can learn from going through those different scriptures that I mentioned. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 3 
And it says at the end of the verse, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. For Ezekiel, Yahweh had something to show him during his captivity, so his hand was on Ezekiel to teach him truth. That's right, the hand of the Lord. It's an amazing place to be. So, Let's find out about Ezekiel a little bit more. And it's important, Smyrna people, to find out about Ezekiel. There's a reason for it. Ezekiel was a priest for the people in captivity, but didn't really know God. All Ezekiel knew was what he had been told by his father and other priests, which is... Smyrna people who have been told truth, much more truth than what is taught in the most churches, but they still have things that they believe that God doesn't want them to bother with. Ezekiel didn't think God was angry with Israel. Ezekiel hadn't seen miracles or the power of God. Ezekiel only knew God by what he had been told by others. Even though Ezekiel didn't really know God, he believed he was. So it wasn't that Ezekiel was a bad guy. Ezekiel had been taught false doctrine and he just went along with it. That's like Smyrna people. They've been taught false doctrine too, and they just go along with it. And one of the biggest false doctrines that they are taught that I have found is that they fight against the enemy. They fight against the enemy by fighting against the enemy. You see, that's not the way Jesus did it. Jesus knew where all the demons were, where all the bad um, people were that were connected to the dark side when he was walking around this earth. He knew where they all were. He didn't take the fight to them. He didn't go after them. He didn't expose them. I'm talking about the dark side. I'm, I'm talking about those that are working for Satan. Once in a while, Jesus would talk to the multitudes and explain he had a problem with some of the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he had a problem with most of their teachings. So you see, Jesus taught differently, but Smyrna people, their false doctrine that they have and believe is that you're supposed to fight the enemy not help the brethren. There's a big difference in that. Fighting the enemy means to, they, they know who the Kenites are and they expose the Kenites, even though that's not what they're supposed to do. Jesus exposed the Kenites only when he was talking to them, only when they were trying to cause trouble for him. So if you have a Kenite that's personally coming and trying to cause you trouble, Smyrna people, then okay, do what Jesus did. 
expose them for who they are. And how do we do that? By showing what the truth is, what the Bible says. And that's how you expose them. So when they attack you, you talk about the truth, the Bible. And of course, those with eyes to see and ears to hear will know that you're speaking the truth and they are exposed for who they really are. Because if someone says that they don't want to be corrected or talk about the Bible, you know, what does that tell you about that person? You see, we're supposed to live by the Bible, follow Jesus and do what he did. And Jesus said you live by every word of God. That means that's our life. So yes, we go into the Bible and we look at what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. So that's a Schmerner false doctrine to go and fight Satan and his side. Take them on. Expose them. Even though they haven't bothered you. False doctrine, they're taught by their higher-ups, their elders, or pastors, or whatever. Yet that isn't the way God wants us to do it. And they go along with it. They know who God is. They know what the truth is. They know who Jesus is. Yet they keep this false doctrine. So, Ezekiel is an example of Saul Paul also. Absolutely. Sound familiar? Paul was not a bad person. He was doing what he had been taught. Smyrna people are not going around sinning like some churches teach. They are just following what they have been taught. Don't get me wrong. There are false Christians, serpent servants, and non-Smyrna people that are connected to the dark side, that are claiming to be Smyrna people, and they cause trouble for Smyrna people, oh, yes, you will find that for sure. And the reason why Smyrna people can be caught off guard by these enemies is because, guess what? They're following the false doctrine. They believe you're supposed to fight the enemy. So when these false doctrine Smyrna people and these false Smyrna people say, oh, let's go fight this or let's go tell everybody that everybody in Israel is a Kenite and working for Satan, which is not true. Everybody in Israel is not a Kenite. So... I'm sorry. And then so what do they do? They agree with them and then it gets them in trouble. And of course, it goes against what Jesus said. Jesus said, yes, Satan has sown his children in the world. He sure has. But don't pull out the children. Expose them for who they are. No, Jesus isn't saying that. The reason why is because, guess what, you're going to harm the brethren. And you will. Now, so 
Ezekiel was a priest, and he was listening to the doctrines of the priest that the priest had been teaching him. We know he was 30 years old or so. Now, I want us to take a look at what God thinks about the priest. Yeah. What was it? God think that the priests were doing a good job for him? Hold your place in Ezekiel and go to Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28, a couple of books back. And look at what God says about the priests. And it's uh, 28, and we're going to go to verse 7. But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink are out of the way. The priests and the prophets have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way. Through strong drink, they err in vision. They stumble in judgment. So, um, yeah, the priests were going the wrong way. They weren't doing what God had instructed them to do. Jeremiah 6. Let's look at another group of priests. So Jeremiah 6 and Jeremiah 8 tells us the priests deal falsely. Go to uh, 6 verse 13. For from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. Every one. You understand? These are the ones that are connected to Israel. And Jeremiah was not connected to Israel. He was connected to God, and God sent him to Israel to do the works of God to warn them and do what he needed to do. So you see the um the priests and prophets that hang around in Israel that are part of Israel all of them are dealing that dealing falsely. That means lying. That's what it's saying. They're lying. Verse 10 in Jeremiah 8 says, "Therefore will I give their wives unto others and their fields to them." that shall inherit them for every one from the least even unto the greatest is given to covetousness from the prophet even unto the priest. Every one dealeth falsely. Now, um, you understand, so that's just examples. You can go to Jeremiah 23 and you can find out another place where God talks about the priest and what he considers them to be. Lying not doing what he wants them to do. And guess what? This is what Ezekiel knows. Go back to Ezekiel now. We see in these verses what God says about the priest in Israel. So Ezekiel really didn't have a chance to know who God was and that you can actually hear from him. You see, the priests were lying. And one of the lies that they told was an example of why Ezekiel believed what he did, which was he didn't accept what uh, Jeremiah 
told them in the letter, he went along with the priest. Let's go to, hold your place in Ezekiel. I should have told you. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Now this was um, the letter that Jeremiah had sent from God to those in captivity and he has, and God had said, live your lives, marry wives, you're not going to be gone, you're not going to be leaving captivity for an extended amount of time. It's going to be generations, in other words. Verse uh, 26 tells us, and it's saying, the Lord hath made thee priest in the stead of Jehodiah the priest, that ye should be officers in the house of the Lord. For every man that is mad and maketh himself a prophet, that thou shouldest put him in prison and in stocks. Now therefore, why hast thou not reproved Jeremiah of Anathoth, which maketh himself a prophet to you? So you see, this is the words that the priest said that was in captivity when they read the letter from Jeremiah to go and live your life. And he was saying, he's coming up with this as his own idea. He's mad. He's crazy. So this is what Ezekiel believed. He didn't believe what Jeremiah said. He believed what the priest had told him. So this tells us that the people in captivity thought Jeremiah was crazy and that he had not heard from God. It was all in his head. So that is why Ezekiel 1.3 says, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel. Ezekiel thought Jeremiah was crazy and that God didn't come to him and tell him those things, so he didn't believe Jeremiah. So God wanted Ezekiel not only to know who God was, but to see things connected to God that are hidden to most humans. If God had come to Ezekiel in a dream at first, he would have thought he was all things, in his, it was all made up in his mind. He'd come up with it himself. So God spoke to Ezekiel while he was awake in the daytime. We also see in this verse that only Ezekiel could see these things, even though there was other people from Israel around him. Let's look at verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Chebar that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. So, you see, God was showing him things that nobody else could see, even though they were standing right there. Ezekiel was shown things about God that no one else could see, and he had authority with the people of Judah because he was the priest. Interesting, isn't it? Once the supernatural are on earth and able to be seen by everyone, they are blind to what will be going on in heaven. 
while we are here on earth during that time, you may be able to see things others can't. Ezekiel was chosen by God for a reason. Next time, we will look at what Ezekiel was shown by God. The hand of Yahweh was upon Ezekiel and only Ezekiel.